0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the Let's Be Real podcast. My name is Erica and I'm starting out today by reading to you Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 7. The proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands, obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right, well, there you have it. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. There's your lesson for the day. Are you a fool? <laughs> Do you like wisdom and instruction? Ask yourself that question. We can move right on. Happy Friday. All right, just kidding. I mean not. that That's a great question to ask ourselves, but that's really not what we're doing here today. So I am reading through the Bible in a year. I am still in a plan. Seven, almost eight months in, well, almost done with month seven. I'm like, what? This is the longest I've made it. And I am in the book of Proverbs. So How many of you ever heard the whole, hey, there's 31 chapters of Proverbs. Read a proverb every day. That can be an easy way to do your devotion. I've heard that. I think it's a great idea. Now that I'm in Proverbs, I'm kind of looking at the book, like the structure of the book. How slash why, what was it written? Like the genre, this is wisdom literature. It's an interesting part of Hebrew literature. It's a collection of kind of human wisdom that have been gained and accumulated over the years of how to live in God's good world. So these are human words and principles. They're not God's promises. They're principles to guide us. There are no guarantees. So as I'm doing this Read the Bible Through the Year plan, I'm using the Bible Projects plan. And at the beginning of every book, they have a devotional video to kind of explain the layout of the video. And I thought it was pretty interesting. So while we might take a couple of weeks to talk about Proverbs and maybe some interesting ones in there and some lessons that we can pull from the book, I thought I would just start with the introduction, which was the first seven verses that I just read you. It links King Solomon to the book of Proverbs. However, not every part of Proverbs, not every word is written by Solomon. Solomon has sort of like started this whole wisdom tradition for the Hebrew people. He has gathered so much information. We see this happen in 1 Kings. I mean, he becomes kind of like the the fountainhead, the spearhead of this pursuit of wisdom. So we see right in the beginning that we this book is linked definitely to King Solomon as this head of wisdom literature and tradition. And really what this intro is saying is that by reading this book, you can gain wisdom. However, For us, I think a lot of times when we hear wisdom, we're thinking kind of um, a mental acknowledgement, a growth in our mental state and how we think and how we process. And it's kind of, it's knowing. It's a knowledge that we have gained. While that is part of it, the Hebrews would have heard more when they heard the word chokhmah, which is the word used here for wisdom. It's defined more in skill and applied Knowledge in Exodus 31, we see artisans and we see skilled craftsmen. They are said to have had chokma. They have this skilled and applied knowledge to be able to put to practice to do something with. So the purpose of this book of Proverbs is really to help us develop skills for living well in God's world, to have an applied knowledge, not just a mental ascent, and oh, we know how to do it, and then we don't. It's more of like, we need to develop these skills so that we can do this well. It also then, right at the end, tacks on and links to the fear of the Lord being the beginning of knowledge. So in order to have wisdom, to live this life well, to gain this knowledge, to gain this wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, it also has to be paired, in this introduction what it's saying, with the fear of the Lord. And I've had this question a number of times. So many people are like, okay, but I don't get that. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Am I supposed to be afraid of God? Well, no, yes, no. <laughs> like, no, we're not afraid of God, but maybe a healthy respect, a reverence, and an awe of a God with so much power. Are we afraid of the sun? I'm not afraid of the sun. The sun is what preserves life. It's what keeps everything going. The closer and closer you get to the sun, that could be a little scary, but there's so much power that comes from the sun. There is sunburn. There are things that we need to respect about the sun to know that there also can be damage caused from the sun. Am I saying God is the sun? I am not. I'm saying it's this kind of comparison of having a healthy reverence, and respect for what it is while not being afraid of it. The fear of the Lord, not only is it not being scared and being reverent and maybe even in awe is a better word, it's also a moral mindset and how we look at the world and how we process where do we stand in this world acknowledging that we are not ourselves. God, like we don't get to define right and wrong for ourselves when we want based on what we're doing. We actually then In reverence and awe, we humble ourselves before God. And we acknowledge his right and wrong, even when we don't like it. And we submit and live underneath that authority as the Lord over our lives. This is this healthy fear, this humbling, this awe and reverence that we have of a great, great God. So to live well in God's good world, we gain practical skills— through wisdom, through instruction, and all of that comes through this moral understanding and almost guidance and guidepost of the fear of the Lord, like submitting ourselves unto him, his wisdom, his knowledge, and his insight. The layout of the book of Proverbs, I think, is pretty important. I want to touch on it just briefly before I ask The Let's Be Real question for us to ponder this week. So this book is actually broken up into three sort of chunks. Chapters one through nine is our introduction. It is a series of 10 speeches from a father to a son. The father encouraging the son to listen to wisdom and to fear the Lord, which would then produce a life that's lived by virtue, by integrity, by generosity. And then that is going to lead to success and peace. Like this is the overall lesson the father is trying to impart to his son. He is also warning the son about the reverse, about the opposite and the converse, about living a life seeking folly and evil, that that's going to end up in selfishness and pride ruling your life, and it's going to end up in ruin and shame. This father is encouraging his son to seek wisdom and to fear the Lord above all else. He is trying to encourage a moral guidance and direction for his son. In the midst of those 10 letters, we see four poems from, quote, Lady Wisdom. She's calling out to humanity. We see one in chapter 1, verses 20 to 33. We see another in chapter 3, verses 13 to 20. All of chapter 8 is one, and the last, chapter 9. Then we get into chapters 10 through 29, which is the actual Proverbs, the short little sayings of Wisdom. Before we get to the con- conclusion in chapter 30 and 31, which we'll talk about at another time, we're not even going to get into the short proverb verses. I want to stay here just on this introduction in the first seven verses. I want us to really think about the beautiful literature and the metaphor of this father calling out to his son, saying, Heed my instructions, listen to my instructions. And it will go well with you. He is telling him, you need to seek wisdom in instruction and knowledge above all else while you simultaneously fear the Lord. I think it would be fair to say that we all do desire wisdom. I think we would at least all affirm that, right? Like, yes, I want wisdom. Thank you. I think we would all like to develop practical skills to help us live well underneath the authority of the Lord in this life. I think we'd all want that, and I think we all know that we need that. I am keenly aware of times in my life where I'm not too worried about it, that I'm not really looking for additional instruction, where I think that I have enough wisdom stored up to get me through this next thing. And honestly, it's not that I'm sitting there thinking those thoughts. I'm being very honest with you that that is just probably my assumptions and my attitude and my default mindset is to be like, okay, no, I I got this. And I can say that because I know that I don't always go running to the word looking for answers of how to move forward, of how to live well in this life. I think a lot of us probably don't. I don't know that it's always our first inclination, but it's about the principles that are learned in God's word to help guide us into making these wise decisions as we move through this life. Because guess what? My dog might be pregnant. I don't know. And I'm like, shoot, should I, do I need to be feeding her different? Does she take prenatal vitamins? What do I do? So what did I do? I didn't go to God's word. I went to Google and I looked it up and then I went to Amazon and I ordered it and it should be here in 12 hours, right? Like there are things that we use the principles of God's word to encourage us as we move forward. One of those being to seek knowledge, instruction, and truth. To humble ourselves in ways when we don't know how to do something or we're in a situation that we don't know what to do, you go and you seek out knowledge and truth. So my question for us to think on and wrestle with today, how much do we each in our own lives value, knowledge, wisdom, insight, and understanding? How hard do we chase that? How hard do we seek after that? Or are we kind of winging it? (laughs) Are we winging this whole life? How about fearing the Lord? Do you find yourself in a place of awe and reverence? of who God is, how big he is, and how small we are, a place of humbling yourself before an almighty God, how often do you find yourself there? I know for me, a lot of times it's those videos of the universe and how big it is. Have you seen the camera that is now on the Hubble? No, where is it? On the International Space Station looking out even further, and they're sending back images that are, have never been seen. They are phenomenal. And if it doesn't make you sit in awe and reverence of a God who has created all of that, there's so much out there that human eye has never seen nor never will. If that doesn't put you in a place of just reverence and awe and feeling absolutely tiny, I don't know what will. It doesn't to me every single time. But how how long does that feeling last? How long does that reverence and that awe continue throughout my day? And then how often does it happen throughout my year? That I am just humbled before such an almighty God. It lasts until I put my little self back on my little throne and operate my day under my own little authority, right? And then I was like, ah, okay. Put yourself back into the moral position that you believe in, Erica, underneath the, the moral authority of God and not yourself. Seek after wisdom. Erica, how much are you digging in to the word and really letting it soak? When are you meditating on it? When are you letting it just seep into every part of your body, being thought and emotion so that it changes you? Not as often as I would like to admit. I can take in a lot of knowledge. I can listen to a lot of podcasts and sermons, and I can listen to my audio Bible, which I do, but it doesn't always just soak in. I don't often meditate. I, I'm i a fast mover. I like my checklists. I go from one thing to the next to the next to really fight for a gaining in wisdom and knowledge and instruction. For me, it is a battle to be sitting and to be still with God's word, to pour over it. I've been feeling this conviction, not only for myself, but for all of us that call God our father and we are his children, to be sitting with him intentionally and attentively in his word. Oh, but life is so busy, and it is so hard. So like the father encouraging his son in these first nine chapters, It has challenged and encouraged me that I would like to share and challenge and encourage you. Seek to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Do you fear the Lord? How hungry are you for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? That's the question to ponder this week. Let's be real with ourselves. How much, how much do we really know? How much do we really care to know? How hard do we fight for wisdom and knowledge? to apply it to our lives, and to live this life well while fearing the Lord. The process is simple, yet the act can be such a challenge. We need to ask God for help. We need to pray over it and be like, help me fight for you, for an increase in knowledge and wisdom, to know you better, and to be in your scripture. Sometimes we need people for that. It can be really hard to do it alone, and sometimes the accountability of a group is exactly what we need. I'm going to be starting this fall an in-person group where we can really just get into the Word together, to dig deep, to increase in knowledge, getting to know God and who He is better. We're going to look at the attributes of God. We're going to look at Scripture as a whole. There's a lot of great studies out there for us to do, a lot of great discussions to be had, so stay tuned if you would like a group to come of women, I should say. To come together and to grow in knowledge and to dig deep. And the opportunity that's coming up is the women's retreat. End of September 23rd to 25th. There are still spots open. We're gonna be talking about spiritual warfare. We're gonna learn and gain knowledge of what scripture has to say about spiritual warfare. What is it? And how do we fight that fight? Join us for that. Go to the website, erica click on the let the women retreat tab. There's information on both Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to reach out to me through email, social media, the website, ask questions. I hope you can join us for one of those things. There will be opportunities throughout the year as well. Stay tuned. We'll talk about some more Proverbs next week. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon.